Thank you for joining me today. This is Prophetess Mary Ayodele with Facing the Situation, Building Spiritual Resiliency Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 1, coming to you on August 2nd, 2020. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you'd like to send me a prayer request, please write me at prophetessmaryayodele at gmail.com. Again, my email address is prophetessmaryayodele, all one word, no caps, at gmail.com. Let us open with prayer. Given honor to the Most High, we are thankful for coming together today in our third episode of Facing the Situation, the podcast that you reveal to me in spirit to bring forth to my community to talk about spiritual resiliency. To face any situation in life, we know we need to be in alignment with the cosmic divine intelligence that created and holds the universe together. And we thank you, Yah, for bringing us to this day and bringing us through all the trials and tribulations we may have faced to this point. We know that your grace and your love embraces us wherever we go. And we pray to always recognize who we are in Yahshua, the Christ, to know that we are loved, carried, supported, and protected no matter what we face, now and always. In the name of Yahshua the Christ, amen. Well, thank you again for joining me here with season three, episode one of Facing the Situation, Building Spiritual Resiliency podcast. And our topic to open up this season and the theme that's gonna run through this season is recognizing natural rhythms in your life. Now, last episode, I mentioned that there were four things that we'd be dancing into talking about. That would be rhythms, sacrifice, vibration, and balance. And that all four of those things are vital when you start to talk about building your spiritual immune system, which is what I like to call spiritual resiliency. So I call it spiritual immunity. That means that you are prepared for what you face, regardless of what it is. Just like you spend time building your physical immune system, it is important that you put some time into building your spiritual immunity. This takes shape in many different forms, and we are blessed to be able to come together weekly to discuss what some of those forms of immunity building looks like. So you can think of these ideas being shared as spiritual vitamins for you and yours. I wanna thank all of you who've written in for prayer. If you'd like to be added to the prayer list, please write me at prophetessmaryayodele at gmail.com and I'll be glad to do so. Now, let's jump into our episode one for season three. There's three points I want to share with you today, and we will build on these points by the grace of the Most High as this season continues. Point number one is why it's important to notice the natural rhythms in your life. And the reason it's important is that just like there's weather in your environment, it rains, some days it's very sunny, 
Some of you may be in an area where it snows. Some of you may be in areas around the world where you face typhoons, monsoons, and, and other um, type of storms, and you don't have any snow. But wherever you live on this planet Earth, on the ball of dirt that circles the sun, you are facing some sort of environmental change. You can't control it. It happens, and you have to deal with it. You change your clothing. You change your plans in some areas when the weather outside of you changes. Well, you have internal weather, too, inside of you. There are cycles to your body, be you male or female, that change according to different reasons. Some are hormonal. Um, and, of course, hormones are affected by emotions. Sometimes your body is responding to external stimuli. Sometimes your body is responding to things you've ingested, foods, supplements, um, other substances that change the biochemistry of your body. Some people want to change and tamper with the biochemistry of their bodies, and other people don't really want to do that, and they don't know that when they ingest certain foods, it affects their biochemistry. It affects how you talk to people, how you talk to yourself, how you move through the day. Um, one simple example would be coffee. Although it is legal here, I am in North America in the Gulf of Mexico bioregion of Houston, Texas in the USA. Coffee at this point in 2020 is legal. It does contain substances that affect how your body responds to stimuli. Um, it contains caffeine. Caffeine affects your body. Um, soft drinks can do that. And some teas, of course, some herbs or plants that we infuse in water, hot water and drink, also have caffeine. So I want you to understand that you have an internal weather system, too, that changes. You get your internal clouds. You get your internal sunny days. Many of you do different things to try to control your internal weatherscape. You work toward being happy or not being depressed or uh, being what some people in the workplace call professional, which can be a neutrality of not showing a whole lot of emotion. I mean, you're trying to maintain and control whatever your internal weather is. And one reason it's important to notice your natural rhythms in your life is because you can plan when some of your internal weatherscape is going to jump up in your face and have you um, need to make extra preparations, right? So many years ago, there was something popularized when I was a very small girl that was called biorhythms. And it's a scientific way of measuring different cycles that happen for people emotionally, intellectually, and physically. And of course, there are people who don't believe in that science and say it's not true. So I'll leave it to you, dear listener, to do your own research. And I brought it up because you want to find a way to chart and manage, well, to chart and notice, I'm sorry, you're going to manage it too. The chart and Notice your internal weather system. That means your emotions, your feelings, what your body does. Some people who struggle with autoimmune diseases find that their joints or um, different symptoms act up at certain times. 
like if it's raining outside or if it's, you know, doing something different outside, they notice their body responds, right? Other people who are dealing with um, different type of skin ailments or or even internal ailments like um, high blood pressure or diabetes, whatever it is, if you pay attention, you may notice that certain things stimulate responses that you may um, interpret as disease or it may aggravate certain chronic conditions, right? So you want to be aware of your internal weatherscape is what I call it, what you're feeling, what you're doing. Keep a journal. Um, it can be simple. You can just have a day planner of some sort, electronic or paper, where you write down, today I felt good. I had boiled eggs. And you'll notice over two, three weeks or months, oh, when I eat boiled eggs, I notice my morning is smoother as opposed to when I have, you know, a hamburger or whatever it is, I, my morning is a bit choppy. And for some of you, it may be quite the opposite. Um, all of us have different internal needs to meet our weather landscape. So if it were raining outside and you know you need an umbrella, you need to figure out when the rain is about to happen inside of you. Um, I am not encouraging people to try to force themselves into certain places emotionally. That's not what we're talking about today. Today, we're talking about step one, why it's important to notice your internal weatherscape. So I'm saying notice it. And noticing does not mean you need to react to it. But for many of you, you're still in the stages of learning to know thyself. For many of us who've done a lot of the basic stages, we're always unfolding new levels of knowing ourselves. So noticing your internal weatherscape is a very big part of going forth into the next level. Point number two I want to share with you is what to look for. Um, when you start to notice yourself, and many of you already have, um, going beyond good day, bad day to to the subtleties of human feelings and emotions and responses. Like today I felt curious. Yesterday I felt like I wanted to rest more than usual. Today I feel excited. You know, you can um, actually get yourself a thesaurus and look into more emotions beyond happy, sad, depressed, what have you. Th those are, you know, you can move beyond that and look at the subtleties. And the subtleties many times have a lot of good information for you that may help take you deeper into your own psyche. What you're looking for after you start to notice your yourself and who you are internally, you want to look at how you are feeling and responding inside of your body, mind, and spirit around dates of transitions. I have noticed that culturally, many people of color um, in certain political and geographic locations have difficulty with transitions. For example, here in North America in the USA, a lot of people of color were forced into transitions that they would have preferred not to be a part of, such as um, families being forcibly split apart. Um, we see that happening now with what's happening at the border where children are being held separate from their parents. Um, people who want to enter the USA for historical reasons at this point 
so you'll understand this much later whenever you're listening to this. Um, families are being separated at the southern borders of the United States and small children are being kept in facilities away from their parents, um, even infants on up are being separated into facilities and kept um, basically, you know, institutionalized for their parents trying to enter with them into the U.S. So that's a forced transition in their lives. They did not expect to be incarcerated effectively by trying to enter the U.S. with their parents. And cultural trauma does leave residue in people's lives. So for many people of color, people who are not of um, wealthy means, um, there are cultural traumas that have been imposed upon them. Um, people who are fortunate enough to have resources can have commemorations of that cultural trauma to try to do a group healing event. Other people who don't have the means, like the unfortunate um, um, incarcerated children, down and not incarcerated for crime, just trying to get in the country with their parents, they don't have the means or the access to have a group um, hug around their situation. Many of them are babies who can't talk. And, and even if they could, you know, the means and resources to get communities activated to commemorate what they're going through is something that many communities in Australia, Aboriginal people are still talking about what they went through. Um, over the past hundred years of being forced away from their families here in the United States. Um, there's African-American stories, Native American stories, uh, Chicana, Chicano stories. There's so many stories of people, Asian American stories who were um, forced out of what were their homes, such as the Japanese internments during World War II. And, um, and, and f here in the U.S. and forced to deal with trauma. So look at what happens in your body, in your weatherscape. Uh, you may find that the transitions that you were forced into or that were thrust upon you are some that you may have um, started, some that you commenced, such as quitting a job, leaving uh, unpleasant relationship of any kind, be it intimate or professional the transition point that that represents may have been held in your body. So it may be July 1st of, you know, 1999, some of you may have gotten divorced. You may find that around that time of year, your internal weatherscape behaves a certain way. Your body holds memory, right? So we're going to have another episode to dig into what I brought up a second ago about cultural memory but I brought that up to illustrate that transitions can be forced or chosen. And even some of the transitions we choose leave imprints on us. That is one reason we see people have um, anniversary parties and things of that nature in our culture in, in place of rites of passage. And we'll talk about that around episode two and three. So your personal rites of passage may have been moving out the house, getting kicked out the house, getting your first license, getting into a car accident. God forbid those things happened, but they have to many people. And those imprints may affect what your body does around the anniversary times of those happenings. So that's why it's important first to notice your weatherscape. 
without looking at the calendar necessarily, except to jot it down, unless you are advanced and you say, oh yeah, around the time of my divorce, I noticed that I feel sad. Okay, so now you've made a connection between your internal weatherscape, your feelings, thoughts, emotions, dreams even, how your body physically reacts, does your asthma act up? Um, does your eczema act up? Does, you know, what happens for your body around the times of these events that you've already lived through? Um, you want to look at that. You also want to look at the seasons, spring, summer, winter, fall here in North America, for the most part. Some of you listening around the world do not necessarily have a winter season as we experience it in different places. Like there may not be, you know, snow and all that, but there is a turning of the earth around the sun. And as that happens, it what affects our external weather outdoors in nature, which in effect has some impact on us. So you want to notice what your body does internally and externally when the seasons are changing. And we will, by the grace of the Most High, get to discuss that more in depth as we move on to parts two and three. Now, what to look for again. Look at those dates, jot them down, see what your body does. And some of us, our bodies are perfectly fine. We walk away from something that needed to be released and we're dancing around that date. We may feel more joy and happiness. We may even plan a vacation on the anniversaries of, um, you know, our release from situations that no longer served us. So every noticing does not lead to a painful memory. Some noticings lead to joy, happiness, excitement. When you got married, when your first child was born, your daughter's wedding, when you graduated college, all those things, when you were released from incarceration, when you became clean from drugs or alcohol for the first year, those are also times to commemorate as far as noticing them. I'm not saying throw a party necessarily. That's it, not it. I'm saying notice it and notice what your body does around those times. Lastly, the third point, but not the least, and not the end of this discussion by a long shot, is how do you interact with those points in life? Covered a little bit of that. You want to plan ahead. Once you notice what happens inside of you and you've noticed what has happened outside of you and how those two things interlock and interlace, you want to plan ahead. So if you have a rough time coming up, for many people, they're dealing with the loss of a loved one. And around that time every year, things get a little rocky for them. You want to put something in place that we'll talk about in our upcoming episodes to help you get through that um, efficiently with Sometimes when people don't have things in place, when they don't notice this type of um, cycling in their life, they tend to have arguments with their family members or arguments at work, or this is when they quit a job because someone was on their nerves, or they may even go through road rage binges. May y'all forbid that. You know, they have these ways of acting out their pain and they don't know why a week or two later or if they're really out of touch with their pain, they start to blame the other party. I would not have done that if so-and-so hadn't done this. So they haven't stepped into a place of accountability yet. 
Um, and I'm encouraging you that if you take these steps in your life and come to know yourself on a deeper level, you will be more apt and able to take accountability for your actions, thus not reacting to things that happen around you every day. You know, every day people are doing the same things, but depending on your internal weatherscape, that might be the day you flash on them and, um, you know, curse them out. Or it may be the day that you smile at them and bless them and bring cupcakes to work for everybody. I know where um, many of us are not leaving our homes right now. So this is referring to the time when people were out socializing and mingling. Um, in today's world, the equivalent may be sending someone a small thoughtful gift or you know, paying it forward, paying for the groceries or items for the person who's in line behind you at the store at a socially um, distant, healthy way behind you in line at the store. I know y'all caught that, right? So again, part three is you're going to plan ahead to get through the stuffy, rocky parts. You're going to stay prayerful those days, put yourself in some extra meditation. Some of you may want to fast not that day necessarily, depending on the situation, you may want to fast the day before or even the weekend before to prepare for what's coming up and to bring the light and love of the most high into that situation. You may want to recognize that you can change it with the grace of the most high, that you are not locked into behavioral patterns or memories or emotions or behaviors at all that the Most High is willing, able, available, and has sent help for you in the form of the Comforter, the Shekinah, um, to come and help you get through it, okay? So if you are walking a spiritual path that is not um, the one that I walk, I am a Christian spiritualist, and if you're not walking that path, that's all right. If you're walking a path of light and upliftment and evolution, there are comforters there for you. And I encourage you, as I do in many episodes, whatever you're doing, do it. You know, if you're practicing a faith that you kind of don't know a lot about, learn a little bit more about it. Learn how the faith walk that you practice can work for you instead of it being something that you kind of fall into at times of need. Make it part of your daily walk. Think of it as a best friend. You want to build a rapport and a relationship with your walk of faith prior to hitting the rocky bumps of life. Okay? Um, just like you don't want to start brushing your teeth when you find out you have a cavity. You want to brush your teeth every day. That's kind of what it's like with your faith walk. So delve into it. Talk to your faith leaders find a mentor in your faith walk and and step into it consciously and with intentionality with the intention that um, the most high wants to walk and be with you and learn what you what you say you believe but you may not know a lot about what you believe you know challenge yourself to study and be approved okay so this is an ecumenical gathering and bless you wherever you come from wherever you're going and wherever you've been I just want to encourage you to dig deeper, dig deeper, dig deeper into what you say you are believing in or reaching for. And don't be afraid. Okay. Um, Yahshua the Christ, 
is the spirit that I've spoken of that promises never to leave those of us who follow his way. And I encourage you all who hear the sound of my voice to never forget that, that you're not alone in the world. And Yahshua the Christ stands here waiting for you just to take his hand so he can be your companion on the path. Now, Every week for our new listeners, I share a verse that we pray with over the next six days. I encourage you to do this at sunrise, wherever you are. I will be working with this verse at 7 a.m. where I am in the Gulf of Mexico bioregion of the United States of America. And print this verse out, type it up, write it down, meditate on it, sit with it. The point of this verse sharing is so you can build up a body of literature to fall into, step into, embrace, and dance with as you walk through life, okay? To help you to have a place to stand in life as you go through it, because you're going to need something to help you get through life. And in addition to your own willpower, there is a greater force that you want to tap into to build your spiritual immunity and spiritual resilience. So, For this week, the verse is, for we live by faith, not by sight. Second Corinthians, fifth chapter, seventh verse from the New International Version of the Bible. Once again, for we live by faith, not by sight. Second Corinthians, chapter five, verse seven. For we live by faith, not by sight. Second Corinthians, fifth chapter, seventh verse. This is from the New International Version of the Bible. Any version you have is welcome for you to use and work with. Those of you who don't own a Bible can go online to BibleGateway.com. You can look there and see hundreds of different translations in many, many different languages spoken around the world, including English. There are a lot of ways to approach the Most High And I hope that you find one that speaks to your heart. Um, Feel free to go there. Look up 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, and work that verse out in your prayer life. I want to say in closing, too, that the word faith has somehow and sometimes gets a, a, a little battered in our culture where people laugh at folks who live by faith. And I want you to shake that off and explore faith for yourself. Um, dig into this verse, you'll find that this truth, this wisdom truth is spoken of around the world in many, many different cultures outside of Christianity, that to live by faith and not by sight brings you into a different relationship with the Most High. And yes, there are other steps that go along with it. Um, Faith alone does not solve the problem, okay? Okay works must go with it. All right. So I encourage you to look within your own chosen faith tradition and dig out this nugget, this parable and see what it says and means to you. So thank you for listening. I appreciate you all. Blessings to each and every one of you. Thank you for your support of this podcast. If you'd like to support this podcast, feel free to do so by PayPal. You may send a donation to prophetessmaryayodele at gmail.com prophetessmaryayodele at gmail.com. If you'd like to make arrangements to donate in a different fashion, you may do so by writing me at that address and we will make the arrangements. 
Your donation helps this podcast to exist on different platforms and in different formats for different people to access it. We are growing because of your donations, and we're incredibly thankful and grateful that you have been moved by the Most High to sow a seed of your own um, goodwill into this podcast and what it represents. Um, As we come together to plant our seeds of kindness and patience, fortitude, compassion, and love together in this sacred circle, we're all blessed by it. And I appreciate you planting your seed in this field of love so that it can blossom and sprout up in the lives of many everywhere. Be blessed. Take care of yourselves until we meet again by the grace of the Most High next Sunday. Blessings to you. Blessings to you. Blessings to you. May the grace of Yahshua the Christ be with you and guide you now and always. Amen. 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 Amen.